Scooch over. We need room for three more at the table. Hey, everybody. I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 431. I'm not only with Anita today, but also joined by Annie Diamond of Most Lovely Things, Marianne Pickett from Classic Casual Home, and Cindy Hattersley from Rough Locks Lifestyle Blog. These ladies are fabulous, and they're here to talk design, decorating, friendship, and so much more. In celebration of getting together for this special podcast, we have a phenomenal once in a lifetime, one of a kind collection to give away to one of you. So listen on for details on how to enter for a chance to win. You are going to just be blown away by this giveaway. And without further ado, now is the time to scooch on over and make room at our virtual table for Annie, Marianne, and Cindy. Welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you, Kelly. Andy, why don't you kick it off for the three of you and just tell the listeners where you blog, what it's all about, and how long you've been doing it. Sure. Okay. My blog, it's called Most Lovely Things, and it's a lifestyle blog. I really don't specialize in any one thing. I share ideas on like home decor with like a really relaxed feel, easy recipes, DIY, a little bit of fashion and travel. I'm, I've been pretty reluctant to show my face, but spoiler alert, I dress like my house. Um, (laughs) you do I think I kind of dress like my house too I I think we all do Marianne how about you my blog is called classic casual home and um I think I dress like my home too Annie don't I I mean classic you do I I live in San Francisco California in a high-rise building on top of Russian Hill so we have lots of great views and um on my blog I I do a lot of decorating tips also and um, how to keep things, mostly how to keep traditional decor fresh. Cindy, tell us a little bit about your blog and how long you've been blogging and all that. My blog is Rough Lux Lifestyle, and I've been blogging since 2009. Whoa! Um, my blog is uh, mostly decor, garden, entertaining, and just the last couple of years, I've um, sort of fell into doing a bit of over 50 fashion and style, and my readers seem to really like that. Um, so that's, uh, I live in the country, and I have a garden of about an acre, and I feature that a lot on my blog. Your garden, Cindy, is just absolutely breathtaking. Uh, Whether I'm looking at it on Instagram or on your blog itself, oh my gosh, I just want to dive in there. I want to smell the lavender. I want to walk on those gravel paths with you. It's just gorgeous. So, all Yeah, it really is. All three of you have such beautiful blogs and just such a lovely way about expressing yourselves through your text and through the photographs. It's Fabulous. Um, And I do love the idea. And I think, Cindy, would you say the same thing? Do you kind of dress like your house, too? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Annie is the one that always tells me that. So I laugh. And I said later on in my text, yeah, I definitely dress like my house. (laughs) That's the ultimate in flow. Because we always talk about flow in the decor, right? You want each room to flow to the next. And your limited color palette and all that. And you guys are even doing it in your wardrobe, which I just think it's great. 
Um, so the three of you together really embody something that I strongly believe in, and Anita as well, is that we're we're all sort of better together. Um, so I have seen, yeah. and I want to know more about it, I have seen over the years, and I don't know, it might have been going on longer than I've noticed, but I've seen that the three of you work together so beautifully on your blogs, and you complement each other, and you have these special features and things that you do, and you also invite other bloggers, because you invited me one time, and we did a laundry room redo and whatnot. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what these special features are that you do on your blogs. So Cindy, you have the collected look, and you do that on Instagram, right? Right. Um, We just decided to come up with the hashtag because we feel like individually we each have our own version of the collected look. Um, For me, it's mixing the old and new, adding treasures and artifacts from your travels, mixing and matching furniture styles, um, and utilizing, you know, different textures and finishes. that's kind of what I how I feel about the collective look. And each week we um, feature someone that uses our hashtag uh, for the collective look, and we all share it on our Instagram. We each pick a different person, and it's been really fun. I think, right, guys? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think we've right. we've met a lot of new people doing that, and people have really started. It's it's getting a lot of momentum. Yeah. Now, when did you start doing that? Oh, that's Ooh, been a while. Boy. Probably. Was it, is it over a year? I would think yeah, so. About a year. So Annie, can you explain to uh, the listeners now, if they wanted to get in on this, it's open to everyone, right? And just explain yeah, to them if anybody, you know, kind of fell from outer space and doesn't know what Instagram is or a hashtag, just give them the, the 101 on how they could get involved in the collected look hashtag. Okay. So they could follow the hashtag, the collected look, and then they could kind of see what everyone, it's basically just a like a vignette or a room or anything that has that layered mixing old with new. And they can just um, post a photo on their Instagram and then add that hashtag and then it will pop up. It's just super easy. All you do is uh, use the hashtag and and we'll see it. So you have a look and then that whoever is the hashtag of the week, so to speak, do you each pick a different one, right? So there's three different people or photos that are chosen. Is that it? Right. And then you feature them on your account. Yes. And of course we tag them. And so then they hopefully will get new followers. It's just all very friendly. I find so many new accounts that I want to follow and, and then I fall down their rabbit holes through your collected look because I, I really enjoy <laughs> yeah, it. Great. And it's, yeah, yeah, and it's very much my style as well, old and new and mm-hmm. patinaed and shiny and just throwing it all in the mix and trying to make it work together. So I really enjoy it. So we'll put a link in the show notes to how you can, we'll explain and also link the hashtag in the show notes so everybody can take a look. So Marianne, let me, yeah. let us know, like, what do you think about the collected look? Because your look is, all of you have a different look, but all of you, I definitely think, fall into the collected look uh-huh. genre, if you will. Would you say that it's a style or it's a look or just a, a pursuit in your decor? How would you categorize it? I think it's a personalized look because um, you won't nobody is going to have the same look. Everyone is going, it is going to be influenced by what their preferences are and their travels and, and their lifestyle. So um, I think 
I think it's both. It's probably both. It's a style and a look. Like my um, collected look uh, is a little different than anyone else's on on the planet, basically, like yours is. So it's it's um, it's something everyone can do. I love that. And Anita and I talk about personalizing your style. You know, you don't want to go to Home Goods and just get two shopping carts and fill it all up and come home and put it everywhere right. because exactly. You know, anybody can have that, uh, uh-huh. but you want to personalize it with things from your travels or, you know, even art that your kids made or just something that's exactly. special to you or a piece of salvage you picked up on a girl's weekend or something like that. I think it's a really classic and timeless, beautiful way to decorate. Um, so, Cindy, you touched on a little bit, but what do you think are the hallmarks of that style? So if somebody who was listening said, oh, I'm, you know, I love that idea, but I'm not sure that I have the collected look. What are some things that they should uh, make effort to have in their homes or seek out in order to kind of pull this look together? Well, I always like it, something vintage. I think um, anything vintage or antique brings character and history, you know, to your space. Um, finding things on your travels, um, that you can, I even in my yard, I have. I feel like I have a collected look in my yard. And don't be afraid to mix the high and the low. Um, like you said, Kelly, you don't want to get a basket of stuff from home goods. And take your time. That is such a good point. Take your right. time. You right. don't have to have every yes. piece. Every right. surface does not have to be covered. Well, nor should it even at the end of the day. But, you know, <laughs> exactly. we should. you should really just let it happen, you know, as you're going along. And that is clearly the collected look. Now, when you're talking about collected look, um, would you say that you need to have a collection, so to speak? How do you feel about that, Annie? You know, that's I, I do feel like collections kind of play into that. And some of the collections, you know, it could be like pottery or whatever, but my collections are typically things that, um, that are free, like rocks and, but yet I love it. rocks. I know. I mean, yeah. but, but I know the origin of every single rock in my bowl, you know, oh, and, I love that. and I mm-hmm. have a collection of sand from all the beaches that we've been to. And they, I have them in this, um, in these loose site boxes that I just got at the container store and, you know, sand looks very different. And yet when you look at that and I have them labeled with just this old school Dymo label maker, it's just, it's really beautiful. And it's just, I love that organic bringing sort of nature in. Um, So I think that collections can be anything from like, you know, books, brass objects, um, pottery, all those things, but it can also be things that just have meaning to the person that collects them. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about your houses, because obviously our listeners are really into houses. So kind of give us a verbal tour. Marianne, you want to start with your home, which has the most spectacular views imaginable. Yes, I live in a high-rise 1920s building in San Francisco. And so we do have views out of every window, which is nice. It's um, it's got a French feel to it because it's um, it's Beaux-Arts style. And so that works well for me because I have some French antiques that I, I like to use. And I incorporate them um, with more of a coastal feel. But uh, so you go, so each room, there's only two bedrooms, but um, each room, like I said, has a nice view. And it's not very large, but um, we love it. 
how long have you lived in San Francisco? It's been about six years now. And before that, we lived in, well, we've lived in a lot of places. And Oh, my gosh. Wait till you hear where Marianne has lived. Anita is going to be so jealous. Cliffhanger. You're going to have to hang on and find out all the cool places that Marianne has lived. Right now, I'm going to tell you about something else really cool, Acorn TV. I'm loving Acorn. I couldn't believe it when they came to us and wanted to be a sponsor of Decorating Tips and Tricks. I had just finished one of their shows, and I couldn't wait to watch it every night. That's how good it was. Um, I'll tell you about that one in a second, but let me just tell you about Acorn. It's a subscription streaming service that offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries, all commercial-free. Acorn TV brings people around the world essential, beloved, and obsession-worthy entertainment from across several ponds. So if you're an Anglophile like I am, Acorn is for you. They have binge-watched fan classics, and Acorn TV originals that you can't stream anywhere else. Commercial-free, international content for an unbeatable price of just $5.99 a month. But we have a special deal for you because you're a DTT listener. So let me get to that. But before I do, I want to tell you about some of the shows that I watch on there. Deadwater Fell with David Tennant. We just finished that. Peter and I loved it. But my favorite acorn show and i want you guys to watch this is keeping faith with eve miles love it she was an attorney you know some relating cute kids husband you're not sure about so there's the suspense it's filmed on the welsh coast which is absolutely gorgeous so definitely check out acorn tv and acorn.tv so that's acorn a c o r n dot tv and use the code DTT to get your first 30 days for free. That's acorn.tv using the code DTT to get your first 30 days free. What is Green Chef? Well, in a word, it is delicious. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle, even my paleo lifestyle. The recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along. You can enjoy clean ingredients you can trust, seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Green Chef offers contactless delivery to your doorstep so you don't have any worries about your easy home cooking. And talk about easy. Ah, it's like under 30 minutes and you've got this delicious meal to put on the table. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and that's really important to me and it really should be to you too. So let Green Chef do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. I made three delicious paleo meals in under 30 minutes each. Green Chef is fantastic. Use the code DTT80 to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Go to greenchef.com slash DTT80 to redeem and for more details. So that's green, just like the color, greenchef, C-H-E-F dot com. And you're going to use the code DTT80 to get a whopping 80 bucks off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. And if any of you are HelloFresh fans, because you know HelloFresh was a sponsor of Decorating Tips in the past, HelloFresh now owns Green Chef. Greenchef.com slash DTT80. 
We can't leave the doggies out. Solid Gold is a sponsor of Decorating Tips and Tricks today. And I have to tell you that my doggies have just tried the Solid Gold Mighty Minis. Solid Gold's nutritional platform is inspired by the founding belief that high quality food is the best way to impact your pet's mind, body, and spirit. And Solid Gold foods are different because they cleanse the digestive system with whole superfoods, balance with living probiotics, and fuel with omega-3 and 6 fatty acids, supporting your pet's gut health and nourishing your lovey from inside and out. Right now, DTT listeners can get the deal of the week at Solid Gold. You're going to go to solidgoldpet.com slash DTT and up will pop the deal of the week. And so you can take advantage of these wonderful deals and you also can explore all the other food options that Solid Gold offers like the Mighty Minis or the Bone Broth. My kids also love my kids. my dogs. The green cow, sensitive stomach, very nice for my little Edith. So again, it's solidgoldpet.com slash DTT to get the deal of the week. Okay. Now we're going to find out where Marianne has lived. Uh, So I've decorated homes in, uh, in New York, Chicago, Florida, Paris, and now here. But um, the la- we also had a house when I started our blog. Uh, I started it when we ha- lived in Newport Beach, and it was sort of chronicling our um, renovation of that house. So you were much closer to me before I knew you. I know. We could have met. Well, we Darn still it. can meet. Hopefully, we, we will meet. I hope so, because I know you come down here, right? Doesn't your sister live in San Diego or something? Yeah. Well, then we're definitely going to do that. Masked or unmasked, we will meet. Sure. So tell you have to tell us about Paris. You can't just drop the Paris bomb and not say anything. So it was good. I got some talk about the collected look. That's where I got um, a lot of my um, French engravings, um, antique engravings that I've framed around the house. And I um, have gotten a lot of French flea market finds there because we go back about, well, not this year, but normally we go back once a year. And I kind of know where all the flea markets are in Paris and, and also down in, in the south of France. Do you speak French? Uh, I wish I did. I, you know, if I'm there a while, it starts coming back because the whole, we, I was only there for two years and my kids speak French. My daughter's fluent in it, which is great, but um, I forget it. <laughs> it's terrible. If you don't practice, you just don't. Right. But when I'm there after a few days, I feel like I can have a like little conversations. You got your flea market French going. Yeah, definitely. And my negotiation in French. (laughs) And I got my numbers down, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Can you do any better on this? I don't know how to say that in French, but that's usually my my go-to line. (laughs) That's so funny. Okay, Cindy, tell us about your house. We live on 10 acres in the country. Uh, We're about 40 minutes from Monterey and Carmel on the central coast. Um, We're surrounded um, on one side where the Santa Lucia Mountains and the Gabalans are kind of on the other side. Um, we've lived in our house. We built it ourselves. Um, our children helped. Um, but we built the house ourselves from the ground up. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, and our kids were very involved in, they actually think that they probably, we would have had to call um, child protection services for all the things that they think we put them through, you know, in the construction of this house. Okay, wait, wait, let me just pause you for a second. I can't get my daughters to clean their own rooms, and you got your children to build a house? 
uh, hey girls, forget the beach today. Um, we're putting on a new roof. I, I need to get take some parenting lessons from you. <laughs> yeah, looking back, it's, I mean, my son learned how to lay tile when he was very young. Um, they always helped me in the garden. Um, they, yeah, they were very helpful, but they, and I think it served them well. My son now can do anything. What a confidence builder. If you're a young kid and all of a sudden you just laid a floor tile, like you're going to think, yeah, that give I, you a lot I of think... confidence to try just about anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you said earlier, our garden is a big part of our, um, I knew nothing about gardening when we moved here. I had to learn. I had someone help me with the, the original plan. And then I, you know, kind of took it from there. Um, and our, it's a Spanish colonial. It's been a real source of pleasure and, um, it will never live anywhere like this again, but we will be moving on in a couple of years. How did you end up in that part of California? It's such a beautiful area. Oh, boy. That's a really long story. Oh, okay. <laughs> Episode two. You don't want to know that long story. Oh, no. I think I do. I'm from the Midwest. I'm actually from the Midwest originally. And we basically came here almost right after college. Um, my husband started interviewing for jobs and thought decided he didn't really want to sit in an office and became a contractor and came out here to build his brother's house. And that's how we ended up out here. And I see those photos and your garden and the mountains in the background. I, like, I just want to move there. I actually, when I was researching to do the episode and diving deeper into all of your blogs, I was like on real estate listings for your area. <laughs> I was like, this is so beautiful. Oh my goodness. Such a stunning part of the world. Well, that's really nice of you. So Annie, tell us about your house. You recently moved, or maybe not too recent now, but like within the last two years or so, right? Exactly. Yeah, we um, we were living in New Canaan, and that's where our kids went to school and everything. And just through blogging, actually, somebody, I don't know, like they saw our house or whatever, and they made us an offer um, that we just couldn't refuse. And we had You're kidding, through the no. blog? Yeah, it was sort of a weird, like... I don't even know how it all came to be, but we were, we were, um, the day before we left for a trip to go to France with our kids, we got a call saying, you know, they would love to see your house if you'd be, if you would consider selling it. And I was like, well, I mean, we're always happy to sell our house and move on to the next project. So even though our kids are never like quite there, um, so we did, we, I got the house already. I was like turning lights on with the app so that it would all look perfect and everything when they got there the next day while I was in France and we sold it like they had it inspected and everything and we had already had this other little house that we weren't sure if we would ever move there it's about you know 15 minutes away it's on this little um, uh, peninsula on the Long Island Sound and we loved it because it's coastal and so we it's actually really growing on me we love it it's a really cute funky little neighborhood and with like 1920s style homes with front porches. Everyone is always outside um, on the water. It's just, it's really cool. So we're, we're really happy here. Well, your prior home was, is historic, correct? Because we did was, a historic homes tour yes, together, exactly. right? So mm-hmm. I, I learned about your house that way. And you were, you are still, but certainly with that house, you were very famous for your front porch and your front door and you painted pink at one point yeah. and you... And you have your yes. swing chair out there. It's just so fantastic. But I love your new home. Um, yeah, it's funny. The white, like, whatever reason, the white 
um, house with the painted door, whether it's gray or pink or black. It's just like people love it. Now I keep telling my husband, I think we might need to paint this house white. And he's like, no way. (laughs) (laughs) It's like natural cedar shingles that don't need paint. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Once you do it, then you've done it. Right. You can't go back from that. So how did the three of you meet? Uh, well, I met Marianne when we were both living in Orange County, and that was, was that like t- 10 or 12 years ago? Okay, wow. See, I didn't realize yeah, your friendship that, went that far back. Yes. And then Marianne introduced me to Cindy, and we've been friends ever since. And they see each other a lot because they live close to, you know, cl- within a, an hour, hour and a half. About two hours. Two hours. Away. Okay. Two hours. Uh-huh. Um, but they, you guys seem to see each other quite a bit. So I'm always jealous because I, I <laughs> want one to have uh, FOMO very often, but I see their photos and I'm just like, oh, I wish I were there. I know. You wish so you were at, here too. At that time, you were living in California then, Annie, is yes, that right? that's correct. Okay. Yes. Right. Because I remember when we first met, it was like, I was, I'm from New York and you were in California and then I was in California and then you're back on the East Coast. So we had sort of that crossover connection. Exactly. Oh, wow. So I just thought you kind of got, all got together in the last couple of years. This has been a long friendship. So now how do you feel about, you know, continuing this virtual friendship and then you know, this virtual uh, aspect of your businesses where you're all working together to do these various things. So we're going to talk about the other two aspects of your blogging that you all collaborate on in a few minutes. But how does that all work? Because I think, you know, virtual friendships sometimes get a bad rap, but I'm of the mind that it expands your horizons. It connects you with people you may never have been connected to. Um, You know, even though Cindy and Marianne can drive to see each other. Two hours is still two hours. It's four hours round trip in the car. So I'm sure you're spending a lot of your friendship time either online or on the phone or, you know, working on your blogs together. So how do you guys feel about that? Marianne, why don't you jump in first and and talk a little bit about having these virtual friendships and how do you nurture those? Well, I think it's been really beneficial to me because Um, Well, as you know, there's a lot of technical aspects involved with social media, and it's nice to have other people that you can talk to uh, with about that. And and Annie and Cindy are always really supportive and have great ideas and encouraging. And and I always feel better. We usually have regular telephone conversations in addition to, you know, emailing. But I always feel better after talking to those two guys. They're great. (laughs) That's so great. So, um, Cindy, you want to jump in on that about the virtual friendship? What it is about virtual friendships is you have something in common already because you like what they're doing or you feel like you know them anyway. And then it just moves on from there. And for the three of us, I just feel like it's been so natural. Annie, you want to bring in on that? I just think we all bring different things and we're all so supportive of each other. And I think blogging, you know, we're doing it on our own for the most part, so it can get kind of lonely. So doing these mm-hmm. projects and these ongoing things together, it's like it's like you really have a team. And right. we just, we love each other. Oh. That's true. <laughs> that's so, that's oh, so lovely. I mean, you know, and Anita and I are sort of in the same situation. And I'm so glad that I've met, met the three of you and then had the opportunity to share you with everybody here today. But Anita and I have been friends through blogging and then in 2017 started the podcast but really if you 
put it on paper or count it on your fingers. I think I've seen her in person six times. Isn't that amazing? That's about it. Uh, But, you know, I speak to her pretty much, uh, you know, every day or several times a week. And we do the podcast together and we have other aspects of our business together. So, you know, we're kind of in the same boat. I really, when people say, oh, the internet or, oh, social media, you know, that's really harming friendships in a way. I could not disagree more. I think it really can connect you with people that are real kindred spirits. And even yeah, people exactly. that like, like from your past, like I've connected with people that we knew when we first got married, say 30 some years ago, and we just had dinner with them last winter in the city. And it's like, oh, we hadn't seen them in 30 years. Mm-hmm. All because okay. of Instagram. Now yeah. you just mentioned the city. So <laughs> let me just ask Annie about her other Instagram account, the coffee shops of New York, which I love. And I think, you know, obviously we might be taking a little hiatus with what's going on with COVID, but just tell everybody a little bit about that. Cause I'd love them to follow that account as well. Oh, thank you. Yes. My daughter and I, Madeline, she writes for travel and leisure. She's a, an, an editor for TNL. And so even before that though, when she, we started doing this coffee shops of New York Instagram and we kind of like thought maybe we would expand more than that. Do like all the coffee shops that we go to, whether it's in Paris or Copenhagen or wherever. And it's, she loves to write the stories about the people that, you know, they're the, why they started their coffee shop and what it means to them. And I love the design aspect, whether it's the, the shop or the cups, you know, all of that. So we're really, excited about getting back into that. We've definitely had to take a little pause with COVID, but um, we'll definitely get back into that. We were actually just talking on it on the weekend. And that's still a dream that and just did the idea of being able to work with Madeline. Yes, working with your daughter, just that that is like a dream come true. But when I look at that Instagram account, I love falling down your rabbit hole or into your coffee cup, whatever you want to say, because as a New Yorker, um, and I don't know if you know this about me, but you know, we lived in New York for maybe 13 years and I used to be a district attorney in New York. So I'm oh like, you gosh, know, I've kind of like, that. yeah, I've got New York in my blood. And so it's just, it's like, it just feeds that little bit of me that I don't get to have in California. I love seeing all the places that you go um, and all the, the streets that you mentioned where the coffee shops are. So it's fantastic. So if anybody else, loves coffee, loves New York, or just a beautiful photo or a great story, definitely an Instagram account to follow. I want to talk about the the, uh, project design that you have going on, ongoing on your blog. And Marianne, maybe you could speak to that for us. Yes. uh, Project design is a monthly feature that we have where we have different topics like um, how to sell your coffee table or your favorite Thanksgiving side dishes, and they've become really popular. But um, as you know, Kelly, you participated before with the with your modern farmhouse when we did the laundry room uh, project design. So it's um, it's something that gives us inspiration and, and gets us to do things like fix up our laundry rooms or our pantries and things like that. Okay, so now I can be honest, right? I was sweating it out because my laundry room was nowhere <laughs> ready. Like, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you were ready. You're totally ready. Well, I was ready, but like with, you know, five minutes to spare. <laughs> <laughs> I do find that when I have a blog deadline like that, yes. uh, it's like having right. guests coming, right? There's no better way to get something done than someone's coming over or you have a blog <laughs> tour to be on. 
So thank you for that because my laundry room still not, <laughs> might not be done. <laughs> Annie and Sunia will, will always talk about how it's really motivated us to like uh, organize our pantries and make them look pretty. If you're going to put them on the blog, you can't, you know, God, they got to look good. But oh, yeah. Also, like your Cheerios yeah. have to be in some gorgeous yeah. container. <laughs> and labeled. And labeled, nice basket, right, with yeah. the label maker. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a really good one. And I love the idea that you invite other bloggers. So how do you do that? You just say, oh, I found somebody. They look like they'd be good for laundry rooms. Or, you know, so how do you do your research and recruiting for that? Well, um, it's actually, I'm proud to say that people want to um, do it with us. We kind of limit the number. So it's not a, a really long list of, of uh, blogs to visit. And um, each month we take turns. Like uh, I'm working on one now. And then Annie works on the next month and, and so on. So um, it's we kind of divide the labor up and um, it's fun. Oh, and it's fun for everyone to be reading and seeing. And, and again, it's another way to introduce uh, your readers to other bloggers and maybe other Instagram accounts and people that they uh-huh, want to follow. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. just... Sh- featuring all the good stuff that's out there and we try to feature uh new new blogs all the time too so um if if you ever want to come back and do another one with us we'd love to have you kelly i would love to and next time the two of you get together in california you better drive by and pick me up okay yeah okay (laughs) and now annie you you all started something new on sundays which i am loving and I think everybody, and thank you so much, because you mentioned the podcast last time you uh, posted, but it's Sunday Favorites, right? Yes. And so it's really just, it's kind of a fun thing that we um, started because we all, you know, during the week, it will just be thinking about the things. I have to have a list going in my phone all the time. And whether I find it on um, on Instagram or if it's like just, a, you know, a shop or whatever it is, uh, a website and we just all can share our favorites and then we link to each other and it's just people are already starting to expect it and we've gotten great feedback and we try not to do like all links so it's like go buy this it's like it's experiences it's um, just pretty things it's it's helpful things really kind of all across the board don't you think girls yes recipes yes um, exactly household tips that are working for us uh, yeah, just things like the way I look at it, it's almost as if I were talking to a friend, uh, had a weekly phone conversation with them and said, Hey, have you tried this? And so it's kind of fun. Yeah, I think it's great. And I, and I love the idea of it being a, so, a whole mix of things. And, and like Marianne said, it's as if you were talking to a friend and that's so much of what this podcast is about. And if you see the reviews that we get or the emails that we get, so many times people are talking about, it's like talking to my girlfriend. And so you're just nice. like telling your girlfriend this great thing that you came upon, this great linen shirt or this great movie you watched or a book or something like that. We do um, crushes at the end of each of our episodes. And we started that maybe about two years ago and got a great response. People really love it. And again, just like you're saying, it's not just all go buy this from here or, you know, go mm-hmm. spend your money there. It's I I picked up this book or here's this little, uh, you know, YouTube video I watched with a great house tour, whatever it happens to be. And I, it's just really fun to share in that way. And since most of the people that are listening, you know, we're all sort of kindred spirits and, and reading your blogs, I'm sure, you know, all the people are 
right on board with you what you like they probably like too so i think you're going to have uh, a really great response going forward with Sunday favorites. And I hope people liked the podcast <laughs> and maybe some of your crew came over and, and gave it a listen as well. So, you know, at, because we are decorating tips and tricks, uh, we definitely want to know about uh, how you develop your style and, you know, some of your favorite tips. So Cindy, tell me, how did you develop your personal style? My husband and I started collecting antiques when we were still in college. And uh, we lived in the Midwest and would make, I had actually had an antique shop at one time too. And um, so that's kind of how we started. Um, you know, I, I don't like, my husband's more of a purist than me. He would have everything antique. I like comfortable furniture and some modern things in the mix. Um I don't think your house should look like a museum, but I, I think that antiques um, are a big part of the collected look. And I feel like um, with my own personal style, as far as fashion goes, um, I that's a big part of my look as well. I tend to like to, uh, vintage jewelry and um, sometimes vintage clothing and things like that. This just add to... Um, the overall look. Yes. I I mean, and again, you're going to have that personalized aspect to your home or your wardrobe if you're adding in some antiques and some things that with some vintage flair. So gorgeous. Um, Marianne, so what would you say defines your personal style? I would say I like things. To, well, it's like the name of my blog, Classic Casual Home. I'd say that I like a classic style casual and that it's comfortable and you can take your shoes off and then um, I also really love textiles like pretty um, Indian block prints and velvets and anything I just love pillows a little bit coastal in there but not kitschy but I do love um, pieces pieces of coral and then things again from my travels that I pick up in different places and it all becomes a collected look. Well, I think that doing a little bit of the coastal makes such sense for where you are and the views that you have. I mean, how can you ignore all that water outside? Right. Yeah, of you your see windows. a lot of uh huh. You you see a lot of blue and um, yes, it's exactly. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, did when you decorate, did you feel like you had to to have a nod to or like you know incorporate the view because it just is such a big presence? I mean, it's breathtaking when you look oh, at thanks. the yeah. pictures on your Instagram or your blog. I mean, uh, when that fog is rolling in. Oh my I gosh. know. I'm looking out my window right now in my office and it's very foggy because it's summertime in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a it's still pretty, though. It's like a gray shades of gray and um, and but it's still blue, like a blue gray. So, yeah, well, when I um, I did, I do have that blue, that soft blue gray on uh, slip covers in my uh, in my living room and I'm just now getting some new dining room updates that are also kind of going to incorporate that blue but when I do when I decorate for other people uh, you know I've taken to definitely take into consideration what what their homes look like and what their preferences are and probably if I move when we move or when if we move back to Newport Beach a lot of this will still translate there too, all this. Oh yeah, coastal right? stuff. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, because if you think about it, when 
I'm sure everyone will go have a look at your blogs and your Instagrams and they'll see. But if your palette was salmon pink and bright red and yellow, like that mm-hmm. would just would not work with what's going outside of your window. So it's just an interesting other element to take into consideration. It just happens to be so prevalent in your home because the view is just so front and center. But I think everybody really needs to take into consideration not only the architecture of their home, but you know, mm-hmm. so what is yeah. going on outside and how does that flow? Right. Um, yeah, right? That, yeah. Um, Annie, how about you? What, what do you think are the hallmarks of your personal style? Oh, gosh, I would say just very relaxed, casual. I think my house says, come in and put your feet up, but don't touch the walls. I'm not that relaxed. Um, <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> I, I, I think the colors that I really... Um, inspired by are like colors of, of nature, whether it be like a seed pod or pine cones, you know, just that really organic. I, I, I love like the only color I would say that's bright in my home would be natural plants. Um, other than that, I just really like it very neutral. It's a small house. So I think that makes it um, a little bit flow a little bit just with more um, just keeping it kind of streamlined. But I, I do like it to look and feel very casual. Let's wrap it up with each of you giving the listeners your top decor tip. Who's going to go first? Okay, I'm going to jump in then. Yeah, all right. I was going to say, okay, we'll have to go alphabetical. Good, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay, uh, my, I would say that you make less mistakes if you start with a mood board. So no matter what you want to, like if you are like, wanting to like get a new look, I think the best thing you can do is decide what pieces you want to keep or like Mm -hmm. say it's your dining room and you say, I'm going to keep the table. Everything else can go. Then I would try to find a photo of that, whether it just sort of represents that. Like if it's a farm table, just go to Pottery Barn and drag a photo over. I use a keynote, but there's a bunch of apps like PicMonkey or Unfold, and you can even make them on your phone. And Mm -hmm. I would just pop in those um, objects, and then you can kind of see what it would look like before you ever buy anything. Great tip. Okay. We're going in order of alphabetical. It's Cindy. Buy things you love, um, invest in a good sofa, and invest in antiques and original art. And I think you can't go wrong. Very solid advice. I love it. Okay, Marianne? Um, I think that in order to keep things fresh in your home, you should make small updates over time, like uh, perhaps a new lampshade or a tray or some plants. And then you won't be stuck at the end of the day with a tired room that you're, it, and it won't be so overwhelming if you just make these small changes. Ah, wow. That is excellent. It's so true. There's so many people that say, I haven't changed my fill in the blank, you know, dining room hutch or whatever in 20 years, Yeah, Uh, you know, where do I start? And it does seem really overwhelming at that point. But if you're doing these little changes all the time. Yeah. And they don't have to be expensive. I mean, most of my changes come from me just moving things around inside my home. But, you know, I don't like to have clutter. That's another thing I would say. Group your collections together so they don't feel cluttered. Eliminate some things. Um, you want kind of it to be your your peaceful retreat at your home, especially now. 
Well, I knew we were all kindred spirits before this conversation, but it's just it really underlined it in my mind because not only are you absolutely lovely ladies, uh, but you're speaking my love language with all your decor thoughts, advice, and tips. So thank you so much for taking the time to come on Decorating Tips and Tricks today. We are going to have links to all your blogs and uh, any of the specific uh, posts that we refer to and your Instagrams in the show notes. So everybody can head over and follow and learn more about you and see all the photos that you share. So I can't thank you enough and I hope you have a lovely day. Thank, thank you, Kelly. Kelly. This has been so fun. Yeah, really nice. Thank you, Kelly. I want to say a very warm welcome to Annie, Marianne, and Cindy's followers. Thanks so much for listening to our interview chat with the people that you love already. And we hope that you're enjoying the show and maybe you'll stick around and subscribe to Decorating Tips and Tricks. Uh, We would love to have you as a regular listener and to join our community of kindred spirits. So thanks again for joining us today and I hope you stick around. That was so much fun. That was the first time we've talked to that many people on the podcast at the same time, but I really enjoyed interviewing Annie and Marianne and Cindy. They are such lovely ladies and talking to them about the collected look and all the other great info that we got to uh, hear and learn about them and their blogs. Uh, So I hope everybody really enjoyed that. Anita, what's our hot topic today? Well, it's about one of my favorite places and how it's becoming a favorite place for so many people. Uh, the article is about Asheville becoming a popular spot for home buyers escaping the COVID hot zones. So uh, this is a place that I think people are saying, you know, for people that are wanting to get away from uh, where maybe they feel like there's a lot of the virus going on, uh, this is a, a place that they're going to is uh, Asheville. And who can blame them? It's such a fun place it's got so many great restaurants and it's close to nature there's hiking nearby it's really one of the most beautiful cities uh in the u.s uh so i'm 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 excited that other people you know are, are finding out about what a wonderful uh, place it is so yeah it's it's pretty pretty hot spot right now i have a crush that is helping me get a good night's sleep a great night's sleep i should say it's this new pillow that i was introduced to and at first i was like Look at the shape of this thing. It's got a very unique butterfly shape almost. Um, I'm a side sleeper and it's great for side sleepers, supposedly great for back um, and stomach sleepers too, but I can attest to it as a side sleeper. You can kind of tuck your arm under, if you can imagine, sort of the butterfly wing. It's memory foam with temperature control. It really cradles your neck and your head. I'm always stuffing and fluffing. And even though I love my down and down alternative pillows, sometimes they just wear out or you just can't get them in the right position. So I am really enjoying this pillow by Sutera. It's their Dream Deep Pillow. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that so you guys can check it out as well. So my crush is Just Knock Knock. Uh, they sent me some beautiful flowers. You just answer a few questions about, you know, your porch, what kind of light it gets, what direction it's facing, and your style, traditional, contemporary, whatever. And then they pick out the flowers for your pots, 
And uh, then when the flowers arrive, they are full grown, blooming, and just ready to go in your pots. So that is uh, something that I'm so excited about. I've, I worked with them this spring. I'm working with them now. And they're just beautiful. Anyway, I'm going to send a link uh, in here. There'll be a link to my Instagram account. You can see them. Uh, but I'm really loving the flowers. And it was just so easy. I didn't have to go pick them out. So, you know, if, if you're someone who feels like you have a black thumb, I think you're going to really like them. Okay, so our question today is from Kylie T., Kylie writes in, actually she DM'd me on Instagram, and is wondering about Eurosham's. And who really isn't? <laughs> How would you style your Eurosham's? You know, do they lay flat? Do they stand up? Do you toss them all over the place? What do you do with them? And maybe we could back up and say, for anybody who doesn't know, what is a Eurosham? What makes it a Eurosham? Anita, you want to jump in? Well, they're, they're square pillows, and they're, they tend to be much larger than a traditional U.S. pillow, which is just a regular pillow sham for your bed. It's going to be 20 by, for a 20 by 26 pillow, but the, for the bed. So, but a euro is going to be a square pillow. Uh, its traditional size is 26 by 26, but euros come in a couple of different sizes. So they're not all 26 by 26, although I think that's the most standard size available. Uh, but I love using them because they stand up so much taller. I think there's so much bigger presence on your bed. Uh, you can lie, you can have them lying flat or you can stand them up. I like putting them up on their sides in the uh, in the very back and then putting some shorter pillows in front. So that's so you kind of have a waterfall effect. That's what I like. But I think everybody, you know, but that's just one way to do it. So everybody's different. Some people like to do it a different way. Uh, some people like to stack them flat and then stack them up. But I love that look of the kind of the waterfall with the tallest one in the back. And uh, for a king size bed, I like using three. And then that's going to uh, cover the width of your bed. If you just have two, you're going to, on a king size bed, you're going to have a lot of space in the center and on each side. I don't feel like I have to say anything. That was really well covered. Getting shams for either Euro size pillows or regular size pillows is a great way and an easy way to switch things up. So have some fun with it, Kylie. I think it was a great question and I hope we answered that for you and anybody else who is just befuddled about the whole Euro sham thing. Um, so thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Um, I know I certainly did. And we'll have more interviews for you, I think, as the year progresses. So remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. I dare say this is the giveaway of all giveaways because it is so special, because it is a one of a kind, because it is truly collected. So as we've been talking with Cindy and Marianne and Annie all during this episode about the collected look, this is what we're going to share with you. We have put together two beautiful vignettes that work well together. So it's two full-blown vignettes that nail the collected look. Uh, includes a tray, two decor books, tarnished silver sugar bowl. Wonder who donated that one. Bone beads from Kenya. 
a textured frame, a very, very special item from nature. And we, all these items work together and the palette is perfect. I just absolutely love this collection that we put together for you. So you've got to enter. Head over to the show notes and click on through. You'll be taken to the landing page and you can see another photo of it. And you just pop in your email to enter. We will be running the giveaway until September 1st and the winner will be notified by email. Good luck. 